0: to Common Sensors Podcast Consumers, welcome to another very exciting episode of Common Sense Sundays with Tall to the Wall and me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This is episode 15. Kind of a round number, I guess, if you're dividing by five. I don't know. I don't know at all. Let me fix this camera a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm dealing with some... I'm just all over the place today, so, so bear with me as we kick off this episode. It's going to get better. I'm just a little bit all over the place. Uh, and I, I, I'm i blaming it on the heat. But before we get to that, we kick things off with our social plugs every week. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, d- before episodes, whenever you so please. And uh, <laughs> and I'm guilting uh, Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing over here. I'm giving him a hard time for, for being late to last week's episode. But you can do so in multiple locations. Uh, for instance, right now where we're live, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall Uh, like our page check back often for updates of course youtube head over to youtube search go tell to the wall subscribe to our channel that's where you're going to find all of our videos all of our live feeds get posted after the fact as well as our beer reviews mental health mondays parenting playlist and all of that great stuff uh, and of course most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. bookmark that one check back often definitely check out our patreon campaign if you have the means to do so and see fit to do it uh, please help us out financially every dollar helps uh, help others out on there i don't paul you don't have a you don't have a patreon cuz you have a store but there's so many artists and and broadcasters and musicians up there uh, you know give me motions on there he's he's a very close friend of the podcast obviously <laughs> You know you got to plug your relatives at times. Uh, so, so check out Patreon. Even if you're not going to support, go tell it to the wall. Uh, and of course, I mentioned it last week. We are officially kicked off with our "Go Tell It to the Wall" merch. Uh, head over to the website. You're going to see a link for the merch there, and uh, and and pick up some merch. Pick up a mug, a T-shirt, uh, s- sweatshirts have now been added. I feel like I added a tote bag too. Just adding random things that can be produced through the the company that runs our merch our merch site uh, and masks. I mentioned it before, get yourself a go-tell-it-to-the-wall mask uh, through our merch site on there. Very important, very important that you get some, it's not important at all. I don't expect to be selling a bunch of merch. We've always joked about this, like, since the beginning of the podcast. There's so many influencers out there uh, that, that have, like, millions of followers and they can't sell two t-shirts. Like, I'm, I'm not anticipating selling a bunch. I don't have a bunch of talent like so many artists out there. This is really just branded stuff that we're putting out there. Oh, and also follow my uh, my Instagram account at SoCalSean. Follow that one. We're we're trying to get more uh, go tell it to the wall content up there, so so you may see some of that popping up. Uh, additionally, before we move on, something's not right. Studio suggestion submissions. That's right. If you have a suggest a submission for us to do for the suggestions, I always want to say like a suggestion for the submission. If you have a suggestion for our suggestions videos, uh, hit me up through shawnerworklive dot com or go to the something's not right studios YouTube channel or Twitter account uh, and send them a direct message. We're going to be doing uh, more of these coming down the pipe. I've I've got some scheduled uh, to to head over to be sent over to something's not right studios as well as looking at some new bands to do. Uh, so. so Send us those submissions. If if you have a small band or if you have a band you really just you like and for some reason you enjoy watching me talk about bands, uh, send it my way, and, and we'll get it up there on the Something's Not Right Studios uh, music suggestions. Uh, webcam. There's an update on that. The webcam's actually been ordered. It's been ordered. It's being shipped. Now, I live in the United States. The U.S. Postal Service right now is not doing super well as far as getting deliveries. It's supposed to be delivered next week. I ordered it last week. My wife finally caught it. It was so funny. I'm, I'm sitting in the living room. My wife's in, in, in the studio using it because she's working for the day. Uh, and I, th- I think my kid was asleep. And I get a message and she's like, I got the webcam. And I, I ran in the studio. I was like, You did? You did? Uh, and sure enough, like two minutes after she ordered it, I looked on Best Buy because another friend of mine, I'd posted, another friend of mine was asking, Oh, which one do you get? And I happened to look. It sold out already. Gone gone uh so who knows when we'll get it i'm hoping to have it for the next episode uh no promises simply because i, I know that it's been ordered but who knows when it's going to arrive it's the, the, everything being delivered is is being delayed right now uh, and it's also not helping i was joking with uh with one of the amazon guys distant socially distanced i was on my uh I was on my oh yes Paul see Paul send me some Let, let's get a list going of stuff because uh I'm there's a couple of bands that you're really into that I'm not that I'm not super familiar with Aerial Salad's one of them and I haven't gotten around to listening to them yet but those might be some good suggestions uh so I think I was joking with the Amazon delivery guy as I was on my porch and he's like out on the sidewalk you know I was like oh I'll just leave the package right there and uh, I was like man you got to be dying and this is the other day when it was like 105 degrees here in Los Angeles. And that's where I live. So I don't even live in the hottest part of Los Angeles. Uh, for anyone that's familiar with Southern California, Los Angeles area, you probably hear the term, like the term the Valley. That is absolutely the hottest part of Los Angeles. Uh, so I think when we were, when we were at like 105, the Valley was at 110, 114, like something crazy, <laughs> just something utterly crazy. And I was joking. I was like, how, how are you doing this? He's like it's brutal, but we, you know, got to do it. And I, so I was like, thank you. Cause I, I don't want to be out walking around in this, driving around in this heat and, you know, granted air conditioned vehicle or not, it's crazy out there. I walked outside the other day when it was 105 and it actually got to 107 and I hadn't been outside since early in the morning. I walked out and it, it, it's, it's that heat, like getting punched in the face. Like you just, you open a door and you're like, and that's the thing is I've, I've lived in warmer climates the majority of my life, you know, with the exception of the time I spent in Chicago. Uh, but, but, Born in Miami, uh, and then lived in Southern California the majority of my life. I- I'm used to heat, but when you st- when you get over a hundred and then you throw the humidity on top of it, which we are not used to here in Southern California, uh, it just feels like you're melting. I did some yard work yesterday, and it just it I was like I was dying, I was dying. I think I I just kept I would chug one of my water bottles and then like refill it, chug it again and then go back to it was nuts. We're we're having this crazy heat wave and it's not helping with the fires. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the fires as well. All right, let's move on to some digital trends. I'm all over the place today. Just bear with me. It's been one of those weeks. It's hot. It's, it's crazy, and I'll fill you in on all that. I mean, nothing bad. Just it's crazy out there right now, and and just I, I'm all over the place. All right, digital trends. Hashtag Melania ruins everything. That's right, that Melania. Melania Trump. Gotta work on this chair too. It gets picked up in the mic so much. Hear that? Yeah, I have a cheap chair in the studio, and I think this is one of those things I need, I need to invest in a decent chair. Anyway, hashtag Melania ruins everything. Here's here's the thing with this hashtag. I I agree. I get it. <laughs> like I'm in support of this hashtag. However, the reason this hashtag is trending right now is because I uh, Melania Trump made some changes to the the Rose Garden. At the White House. And everyone is completely up in arms about this. I guess they took out some trees. I, I looked at it before and after and I was like, I'm not seeing a huge difference here. Like, Okay, some trees aren't there. And so, l- let me back up a minute. I understand being upset about this. The funny thing is that, that with this being a trending hashtag, hashtag, the White House almost enjoys this. Because in the grand scheme of things the the list the master list of all the things that the white house has done wrong and is currently doing wrong some fucking plants is not that important right now it's just not and trust me i'm i'm going i know i'm going to get a message so so who, whoever's out there listening as you're about to type that message and send it to me through com. yes i always say you can be passionate about multiple causes at once however there's at least a dozen other causes with the white house that we should be concerned about compared to some plants so so just be upset, but maybe don't put all of your energy toward being upset about some trees being removed. Like, let's remove the orange menace that is in the White House. Let's, let's worry about that removal right now as opposed to some trees. It's so funny, too, because I was walking in the studio, and my <laughs> and my wife turns to me, and she's like, you know, everyone's so up in arms about this. And I just started laughing because I, I had a little note here with this hashtag. I was like, yeah, no. I, this is why we're married, honey. All right, moving along. Hashtag Barack Obama. Hashtag Barack Obama. This is, of course, trending right now because we just finished up. We, they, the the Democratic National Committee just finished up the Democratic National Convention for 2020. I actually watched a little bit of it. Uh, if you've been a long time listener to the podcast, I, I don't I don't talk about politics on this podcast. I never have. I kicked off this podcast saying I never talk about politics. Uh, unfortunately, less than a, like a month at the most later, uh, the Orange Menace was elected. So we have we dipped the toes into some politics, but it's more common sense stuff. However, I did take a few minutes and watch some of the Democratic National Convention, just as it was on TV, um, just to just to see what was going on. You know, keep myself somewhat informed. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not going to do this with the Republican National Convention. That's just going to make me mad. But I, I was interested in seeing what uh, many of the speakers on the Democratic side were going to say. And, and and the reason it's trending is because Barack Obama, of course, spoke. Uh, president Barack Obama, who was, who was president before the Orange Menace, somehow got elected. And it got me thinking. And the reason I bring up this hashtag is, to me, this isn't even a political thing. Regardless of where you fall on anything, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I don't like having a group of people tell me how I'm supposed to think. I just don't. Now, obviously, I tend to align a little more with Democrats these days because I'm a very progressive person, just in general. Uh, but but I, I'm not attached to any party. However, when you watch Barack Obama, someone like Barack Obama talk during the Democratic National Convention like he did this last week, it's it's a stark reminder of what it's like to have somebody who is eloquent, have somebody who can speak, and doesn't just sound like a, a bloated gas bag when they're behind a podium. And this isn't just Barack Obama. You, I'm sure we can look at speeches from from presidents on either side of the aisle, either party, and it's, it's a ridiculous Ridiculous, stark contrast to what we have currently in the White House. And I've seen people talk about this. Political analysts are like, you know, every ex-president has to be furious about this because it's making a mockery of the office of president. So that's why I bring up this hashtag. And I encourage you, even if you're not into politics, just, just to watch that speech from Barack Obama. Eloquent, informed, and a little bit of a bitch slap to the opposite party, which I enjoyed. I'll tell you, I enjoyed that, and not because I'm a Democrat, just because holy shit, what's going on there in Washington? All right, moving along. Hash- this one kills me. I'm going to warn everyone right now before I even talk about this hashtag: be careful searching this hashtag. If you are very, se- if you're sensitive like I am, don't watch the video. Just, just don't watch it. It's, it's horrid. Uh, but that hashtag is hashtag animal brutality by police. I can't remember exactly where this was because I, I could not read more about it. But I wanted to bring it up because it, it's just a disgusting display of, of someone overstepping their bounds. A police officer overstepping their bounds. If you're not familiar with this, uh, there was a an officer walking his his canine partner, you know, canine officer, uh, down a sidewalk. Uh, and a dog saw the canine, the dog that was in a yard, fenced in a yard, saw the dog Ran to the fence and started barking. And then the canine officer started barking back at it. T- and the officer s- didn't even really fully lose control, but started to lose control of the dog. So this is the part I'm warning you about. And the officer then pulls out his, his his firearm and shoots the dog through the fence, killing the dog. There was no threat from the dog. The dog was on the other side of a fence. I can tell you, I live in Los Angeles. We live at a very urban part of Los Angeles. Everybody has dogs. I don't have dogs. But you walk around my street, you hear dogs barking. And the dogs are going to run to the gate and bark at other dogs. It's just a common thing. I would expect the dog that's been trained, professionally trained to be a police dog, I would expect that dog to have a little more control. Let's not get upset at a dog that is literally behind a fence. Behind a fence, this dog was shot. And again, like, I, I wish I had not seen the video as it came up on social platforms. So, so maybe don't watch the video if, you're, if that's something you're sensitive to, like myself. Um, but be aware of this. This is just another example of of police and people in authority overstepping their bounds for no reason. For no reason. The guy wasn't threatened. This dog was also half the size of his dog. Half the size of the police dog. It's, it's absolutely insane. All right, another hashtag going around right now. You know what this one is all about. Hashtag DeJoy must go. Hashtag DeJoy must go. He's the current postmaster general here in the United States of America, uh, causing all these problems to the point where who knows if I'm getting my webcam next week? I don't know. Might come, maybe it won't. Who knows? Uh, so, this is of course trending right now because people are sharing it and people are calling for his resignation. And we're actually seeing some movement uh, in our government here. Again, I don't like to talk politics, but we are seeing a little bit of movement uh, to reverse course on these changes, the removal of mailboxes, the removal of sorting machines, uh, and all that stuff that's been delaying our mail. Uh, if, and again, if you're not familiar with this, I've am not i, I I've talked about this a few episodes now. I'm not smart enough to really speak to the logistics of it, uh, but know that the U.S. Postal Service is something that is vital to our country. I mean, everybody's postal service is, is vital, I imagine. I'm, I'm not super familiar with... Uh, you know, post in the UK, Canada, but all these things have got to be important to every country. And in the in the US, it's just the US Postal Service. Everyone's got a different name for it. It's something we need. It's something that is that is necessary. It's inherent to to our communication, to to, to the way that things travel around this country. And most importantly, right now, to us getting our ballots and being able to send those in. So we'll see what happens. I'm I'm, I'm following it, but I encourage you all to be informed uh, as far as that goes because it is it is extremely important. Not only not only to our democracy, but just to our well-being. You like sending a birthday card to your grandmother, and you know, cost you forty cents or whatever. Try sending that through through UPS or FedEx. It's like five bucks for a card. I, and don't quote me on that price. I don't know exactly, but it's not cheap. It is not cheap. All right, hashtag Save Our Stages. This one is trending right now. Uh, extremely necessary because I. I, I I, I know this is happening elsewhere, and Paul, you can probably speak to this, uh, what's what's going on in, in your neck of the woods. Uh, but it, it has to do with the National Independent Venue Association, people sharing this hashtag uh, and also putting on um, charity events, which we're going to talk a little bit more uh, as we get to entertainment. Uh, but the importance here is we're actually losing venues because of COVID right now. Uh, venues that aren't able to bring in live music and, and bring in revenue uh, are actually Some are being forced to close. Some are on the verge of closing. Here in Los Angeles, we've actually already lost Spaceland, uh, which is a very... It's an old venue. It's been around for a long time. They have have punk shows, but they also have, you know, other kinds of shows. It's all... uh, Lots of stuff going on at that venue. Uh, It's gone. It's gone already. Uh, So is House of Big Machines, which was a fairly new venue here in Los Angeles, uh, but it was a great venue. I was there less than a year ago seeing uh, The Bomb Pops and Anti-Flag and loved it. Loved it. Gone. Gone. Uh, And now... We are hearing that Alex's Bar down there in Long Beach, for those of you familiar with uh, with Southern California, uh, is also, uh, yeah. See, Paul, same thing in, in the UK. Bunch of closing. Uh, Alex's Bar down there in Long Beach is is on the verge of having to to close their doors permanently as well, which is just it's just sad. And I have such a soft spot for Alex's Bar, uh, simply because Alex's Bar in Long Beach is the very very first venue. Uh, very first time, very first venue that I saw the Barstool Preachers, who are very, very near and dear to me personally, uh, musically, and just and just the way they carry themselves, and also uh, the great Paul Smith, who is their official photographer and, and artist, so very, very near and dear to me, and Alex's bar might be completely gone uh, soon, so we'll, we'll see, and I'm keeping an eye on my two, I have two venues right here. One of them is a mile away, and the other one's a half mile away from my house, or less than a mile away and a half mile away. Keeping an eye on those. I'm really hoping um, that those aren't going to you know go the way of the dodo, I guess. Uh, and as far as COVID updates, that's one of them. We, we're losing places, and we need these venues. For me personally, my mental health relies on being able to see live music. This is, this is absolutely the longest I've gone uh, in years without seeing uh, live music. And it, it's just, it's sad, you know? And, I, and I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and complain that these places need to open. I'm gonna complain because we need to take care of these places until it's safe for them to open. Keep that in mind. Your your favorite bands are gonna need a place to play once we get back to normal. And if all the places are gone, what are they gonna do? You know, we gotta support them. Uh, the The interesting thing I've found this past week, really the past couple weeks, but especially this past week, is the differences state to state as far as COVID, uh, we, you know, I have relatives in like Connecticut and stuff. Other states are actually opening up a little more uh, than California is, at least areas of California. So it's this really weird kind of juxtaposition of, you know, people in another state and city that are just they're out doing, you know, not completely back to normal, uh, but they are out, they're out able to do things and not just stuck at home. Uh, and then here in Los Angeles, I mean, people are still going out and doing things and not caring about others. But here in Los Angeles a lot of people are still just completely stuck at home uh so you have that crazy juxtaposition and uh and we still have a little way to go i think here in southern california we, we still have a little way to go i did see literally before i was walking in the studio orange county got taken off of the uh state watch list and if they do that for two weeks consistently they stay off the, the state watch list apparently they're going to open schools uh but that's <laughs> anyone familiar with orange county that's going to turn into a political thing uh pretty quick because it already has and it's just going to continue to be a political thing down there with orange county it's like another country uh in, com- in comparison to los angeles i exaggerate that but it genuinely is people don't realize that they're like oh yeah california so just like whoa start go south of los angeles and see what you start running into it's uh it's different it's different that's for sure all right one more COVID update M- mlb major league baseball uh, has had to postpone more games shockingly postponing more games i feel like we're, i feel like i can just leave this talking point in for every episode because i don't even have to look it up i'm like oh yeah they probably postpone more games uh, and now the nfl has uh, the football national football league has uh has actually closed a bunch of their facilities because they are looking at some problems with testing and a possible outbreak shockingly it's just it's we don't need sports we don't need sports we just don't we don't we don't need to worry about millionaires getting their paychecks and don't just please don't send me a message. Oh, my, my cousin plays and he's on a practice. I, it's fine. I get it. I get it. But you know what? The, the ice cream vendor down the street is having trouble making ends meet right now too. So is, is sports more important? I, I don't know. Sports just, we don't need it right now. It's not important. We don't. And if you're going to try to do it, do it the way basketball and hockey have done it in a bubble and keep everybody safe. That's simple. We, just, we have to continue to be vigilant. We're not out of this yet we're just not we're gradually getting out of it and some places some people are more out of it some areas cities states countries but but we we still have a way to go until we can be completely open and be able to see a show again you know go eat at a restaurant have a drink at a bar with a friend still going to be a little while for that all right mental health i really don't have a lot this week i want to share a couple just one thing personally with you but i will i will be honest with everyone and i and i and, and i only bring this up because I know everyone out there is having a tough time. I had a particularly tough week. Uh I had a couple nights this week where I literally slept 2 hours and just tossed and turned uh all night. And it's been one of those weeks for me personally and I know others out there are struggling with this too and you know whether it's lack of sleep, you know, whether it's it's depression, anxiety, whatever it might be, uh just 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 know that you're not the only one out there and uh I will say the one thing that did make me happy this week is I have reclaimed my yard. Uh, I had a tenant, which I have not spoken much about, but I have mentioned she was not very caring, and I'm not going to give any names or anything. So if you, if you know me personally, don't go sharing, don't go sharing names and stuff like you know, because I know I have friends that listen to this that know this person. Uh, but was not cautious at all, going to church and stuff, and no mask and all this other stuff. Uh, actually moved out this past week, thank God. So I've reclaimed my backyard. Because uh, my guest house like lets out into the backyard, and just I had to completely avoid that area because I was like, well, I've given this up to someone that doesn't care about uh, caution right now in in the time of COVID. Uh, so so I've been enjoying that. Like I said, I was doing some yard work yesterday, and uh, and I'm hoping that's gonna kind of help me personally uh, as as far as my own mental health goes, because it's just a little bit of a change. It's not me sitting inside, and I don't sit inside completely all the time. Um, but now now I'm able to like utilize this. I went and cleaned out my kid's pool. Um, we have like a four by four foot by four foot pool, like framed pool, little, little pool. That's probably like a foot, foot and a half deep. Um, but I cleaned that out, filled it up. My kid was able to get in the pool. It was real nice, real nice hanging out on the deck yesterday, like a typical kind of summer afternoon, just lacking the, the extra friends that are usually here on a typical summer afternoon when it's not COVID. All right, let's move on to some parenting. Got a couple good things for you this week. I also have something I, w- I want to talk about, and actually, Paul, I'm glad you're here, because I, 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 you were probably the same as me and not getting involved in this. Uh, I've mentioned this this group on Facebook, Punk Rock Dads. really enjoy the group, and, and my wife enjoys that I have the group, uh, because there are so many m- like mom groups out there on social platforms and in various forms and all this, you know. Uh, well, this past week in Punk Rock's Dad, a debate popped up uh, over including women in the group, females. And this was, like, I didn't even really know how to, to think on this because, and I'm not going to toot my own horn, but uh, you know, I, I have a long way to go as far as, under, you know, I don't want to say respect, but we can all do better, as far as respect for the opposite sex, uh, and equality, really, when it comes to anything. So, so, of course, I can do better, but I'm, I'm also pretty understanding. Uh, my wife is is a bit of a feminist, and and you know, we get along very well. Uh, so. This was a weird one for me. I said, "Well, no, women shouldn't be excluded really from anything, but then the other side of me was, like I said, my wife has two dozen like mom groups, she's not active in two dozen of them. she's active in like you know three four of them that she gets info and stuff, and she's had these since the beginning uh of since really since our daughter was born. I only got into punk rock dads like nine eight nine months ago, and I remember you know a few months after my daughter was born, my mom my mom <laughs> my wife would say. I have all these mom groups. I really wish there was something like that for you, for dads. And I was like, ah, I'm fine. But then Punk Rock Dads comes up and it was kind of this place for dads. Yeah, see, that's I'm with you, Paul. The comment, see that's what, I think see you and I we fall in the same I know we fall in the same place here. Like, you know, as as far as this goes, the comment the comments got out of hand. People were a little ridiculous with it. Really on both sides. But really ridiculous, a little bit of sexism going on in that group, which is why I didn't really know how I felt. But as I thought about it, you know, and someone actually, an admin from the group posted something really well thought out, really well written, as far as why it, it should maybe just be for dads, for men, for males. And a big part of that was mental health. A lot of men have trouble opening up about mental health. For, it took me 20 plus years to actually be open about mental health. It's, it, it's crazy it, It's a tough subject for a lot of men And stuff like that And just just having a male perspective on things Is just, it's just different And it's different So as much as I have no problem with women being in there These, these kind of things that come up I, I get it I get it that men kind of want that space Not because men are superior or anything Just want to be able to open up With someone who's maybe going through a similar experience and the funny thing is, I actually asked my wife, because she knows about punk rock dads. She loves that I have it. I'm always, It's funny, I'll be scrolling through and I'll laugh at my phone and she's like, what is it, something from, and I'm like, yeah, punk rock dads. I, I love it. And I said to her, I was like, do you think, and I, I thought I, you know, would turn it into a conversation. I was like, do you think they should let women in? This came up in, and before I even like got that out, my, she turned she's like, no, no, because of that. There's not a ton of resources. So I'm all for equality, but I, I, and I see both sides of it, but especially once my wife said, "No, no, 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 have the group." Uh, and then of course, they created a punk rock parents group, which is like, yeah let's let's have a parents group. We can make all kinds of groups, you know, and that's the thing. when you get these large groups that that have kind of a broader theme, uh you're going to run into just i mean there's nine thousand people in that group you' you're, you're going to run into differing opinions and and all this kind of stuff. It's just once once you get to that size, that's what happens um which is which is always interesting. I think when you have something a little more focused, like I run the Barstow Preachers fan group. Paul is in there as well. A lot of friends in there. Uh, it, it's Barstow Preachers. So if you're not if you're not posting preacher stuff, it's like, eh, we, no, we're not doing this. It's it's not a broad spectrum of things that can be posted and discussed and all that kind of good stuff. All right, Daniel Tiger. Uh, for those of you with younger kids, toddlers, uh, you know, pre K, preschoolers at home, Daniel Tiger actually just came out with a, a COVID episode. Uh, where they talk about a virus there in the land of make believe if you're familiar with daniel tiger it's actually available on the uh uh yeah see that's what kills me too i do want to go back to that paul you're right the transphobic stuff is what get gets ridiculous and 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 that is such a gray area um and that's that's what happens with 9000 people trans that's that that kills me every time i can't I, I just can't <laughs> like, like I said, I, I have so much growing to do, but I look at some people out there and, and what they believe and what they're spewing. And it's like, Oh, wow. Wow. You have a much further way to go than I do. Uh, but Daniel Tiger his COVID episode. It's, I think it's great. I watched it with my three-year-old yesterday Um, and, and it gives a perspective for, for those of us out there that are are having trouble discussing the virus with our kids, especially with young kids. I think if you have a teenager, you know, or even like a 10 year old, uh, you know, like 10 up to teenage kid, it's it's probably a little, little easier to explain what's going on. It's going to be frustrating for them, but it's a little easier. Whereas a three year old, it's like, ah. You know, I've just my, my three-year-old likes to. She she says the virus a lot, you know, and sh- or she'll be like, "Oh, can we? When the virus is gone, can we go to? You know, that's the one that killed me the other day. When the virus is gone, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese? My kid's been to Chuck E. Cheese once in her life, uh, but she said, asked me, "When the virus is gone, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese?" And I had to tell her like, "Nope, sorry. I mean, I said it much nicer than that, but I was like, even when the virus is gone, Chuck E. Cheese is closed. No more Chuck E. Cheese's." Probably not the best place to be going anyway, uh, even after the virus is gone, if it was still open. But check that out. If you've got a, a toddler, preschool-age kid, uh, I highly recommend the Daniel Tiger COVID episode. And one more thing I will I will tell you, if you have a toddler, uh, younger kid, uh, this is something that's come up. I, I mentioned last episode, my, my three-year-old is now doing the afraid of the dark thing, and it's more of a stalling thing. This We had a tough one this past week with her just not wanting to go to sleep uh, wanting to sleep in our bed, which is not something we do, uh, and 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 just struggling with that. And here's where these parenting groups come up, and they're very important. Uh, is is my wife got on one of her parenting groups, and people were actually already talking about it. A couple of other mothers had talked about their specifically three year olds that were having the same kind of trouble, uh, and I think it's partly the age, and it's also just we're all still quarantined and, and life is very different right now. Uh, and that's why I bring this up. So if you have a younger kid at home, you're not the only one dealing with this. Uh, I don't even necessarily have a ton of tips, but I will say, uh, stay strong on some things. Cause once you get that kid sleeping in your bed, like it's, it's, it's tough to get them out. It, it really is. It's tough to get them out. Um, from, from what I've heard, I haven't, my kid comes in, my kid comes in the room in the morning. Uh, my wife usually gets up before me and, and she'll go, you know, start, Getting ready or whatever, and I'll kind of still be in bed for a few minutes, and my three-year-old will come and get in the bed, and then we'll we'll kind of like hang out and cuddle and and do that for a few minutes, but she's not sleeping uh, in the bed. It's just not some, not something I would recommend. All right, now we're just gonna move on to some fun stuff. I'm I'm still exhausted. I'm I'm I think this week I averaged uh, three hours of sleep a night because I did get like one or two nights of decent, you know, six seven hours, but I had a few like two-hour nights. Oh man. All right, got some good entertainment stuff for you. I want to get sappy here for a minute. I'm wearing one of my Rancid shirts today in the studio. Uh, rancid, Out Come the Wolves. Uh, pr- my favorite Rancid album. I I always waver between that and Let's Go because there are a couple tracks on Let's Go that are just so good. Uh, but Out Come the Wolves, definitely my favorite Rancid album. Uh, came out 25 years ago yesterday. 25 years ago. Uh, got me feeling really nostalgic because... There are a few bands out there, there are a few songs out there, there are a few albums out there. Uh and this is this is everybody, not just me, that that they're very important to your to your life, you know, development is not the right word, but just just kind of your upbringing and, and your attitude. Uh so a very young Sean when Outcome the Wolves came out, I was like life-changing for lack of a better word. Uh because 11th Hour, Roots Radical, uh, Ruby Soho of course, All these songs really continue to propel me into the the punk rock world personally. And Rancid, still to this day, an extremely important band to me, top five band, possibly my favorite band. It's so hard. I I have these discussions with people all the time, especially with Laura, my sister. And it's like, well, Unwritten Law is the hometown hero. It's hard to, but Rancid, you know, it's been 25 years since Outcome the Wolves and they're still putting out albums and they're still fantastic albums and they're still killing it live. Still killing it. Uh, so thank you, Rancid, Tim Armstrong, Lars, Matt, uh, Brandon Now, and uh, Brett, originally, their original drummer. Uh, thank you for, it's over 25 years now, but 25 years since since really just a, a 13-year-old Sean was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Speaking of bands, <laughs> Paul, I know you, you're into these guys. Uh, especially because of the connection there. I found a new obsession this past week. A band called The Roadblocks. They're actually a band out of Germany. It's funny, I played some for my wife yesterday as she was cutting my hair. And uh, and and she goes, oh, another." First she goes, oh, Preachers? And I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, similar sound, yes, but that's no, not TJ's voice. But then sure enough, I play the song and <laughs> TJ gets vocals on one of their songs. I'm like, well, that's TJ, actually. Uh, so band out of Germany, but they have that oi. Oy- that always sound uh, fantastic. If you are a Barstool Preachers fan, you will 100% be a fan of the Roadblocks. Highly, highly recommend them. Uh, I'm absolutely obsessed with them. And, uh, and Troubled Times is the name of the track uh, that has TJ on it. But but really, the entire album is great. They just released an album in 2020. Uh, so, so make sure you're, you're checking them out and supporting them. Add them on Spotify. Do whatever whatever things, you know. Um, whatever, however you enjoy your... Uh, and I had that totally wrong. The name of the album is Troubled Times, not the song. The song is Invincible. I've only gotten through the album like twice. I'm still, but I'm absolutely obsessed. Cannot recommend the Roadblocks enough. And I say weirdly from Germany only because they, I, I was doing this with that last song playing, um, the, 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 the competition that kicked off yesterday. And it's like, I'm so used to hearing a certain sound out of Germany uh, but that's just kind of my closed mindedness. It's just what I, I'm used to hearing that kind of heavy, you know, the Rom, Rammstein type stuff out of Germany. Um, and it's the same way with like the UK. It's just I just assume everything coming out of the UK is, is you know, kind of oi or Barstool Preachers or that kind of stuff. Uh, but obviously it's not. <laughs> it's just so I'm always like, well, that's weird that they're out of Germany. But there's probably a whole subsect in Germany that like, no, no, we got a whole bunch of bands that play like this. So I say that, but that's just kind of my I would I would chalk that up to my ignorance. Uh, bad cop, bad cop played a little live stream yesterday with a bunch of other bands uh, in in remembrance of Steve Soto. I know you're a big fan, Paul, uh, and and they actually did it to support uh, NITO, N I T O, which is the National uh, Talent org- National National s- Independent Talent Organization. Thank you. Should have wrote that, written that down. Uh, and also save our stages, which is. Um, they're working to to help out all these independent venues. I, I don't know that you can catch it after the fact, uh, but thank you to Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and all the other bands that did that, uh, helping to raise money and, and keep these fantastic venues open. Uh, as I said, last song playing. That competition kicked off yesterday, uh, so make sure you join that group. Vote on all the bands. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched the full thing. I caught some yesterday, Paul. I haven't watched the full thing yet. Uh, make sure you check out those bands. Support some underground bands. Uh, vote for your favorites. I gave you my favorites last week, as well as in the rundown video that is on YouTube. So if you're interested in that, make sure you go check that out. But definitely check out the last song playing group uh, on Facebook. It you should be able to link directly from go tell uh, Facebook.com/slash go tell to the wall. You should if you're if you're friends with me on Facebook as well. You should just see it right there on my page or timeline or whatever the hell they call it these days. Uh, So support some underground bands. Uh, especially these days, they can't play these small venues. You know, they're having they're they're only able to able to sell so much merch at this point. Um, so so make sure you're supporting them. And back to Bad Cop, Bad Cop, you can watch it after the fact. You can watch that whole Steve Soto um, tribute. So I I will be doing that today. Maybe I will go sit in my kid's pool and put that on the television on my deck. Maybe crack a beer or a nice glass of whiskey and spend the my evening doing that. That might be the rest of my day there. Uh, I finished Umbrella Academy. Can I, I? highly, highly, highly recommend it. You're you're gonna be wanting more. No spoilers on that one. Uh, and a couple of uh, a couple more things before we finish up for the day. Cursed on Netflix. This is a new show that I found. I think it's been out for a little while. But for those of you that are fans of Arthurian legend, you know King Arthur and everything else. Uh, this is revolving around uh, King Arthur legends, but it's interesting because it is actually based on a book by Frank Miller. If you're familiar with Frank Miller, uh, he is the writer behind Sin City, both Sin City movies, as well as 300, the film 300. So if you're familiar with the cinematic style there, uh, it is very much that same Frank Miller cinematic style uh, in Cursed revolving around for those of you familiar with king arthur uh nimway uther uh merlin but it, it has a, a little bit of a dark side to it so I, w- I will warn you um that this isn't like the uh the adventures of merlin that i recommended a few weeks ago that's a little little more little more campy uh this one is not um and and i definitely wouldn't recommend turning it on at like 11 o'clock at night when your wife is asleep on the couch next to you and you're just kind of alone and suddenly all this and you're like whoa it's beautiful um but it could, you could get some dreams, if you, you know what I mean? If you're familiar with Frank Miller, you, you already know what I'm talking about. All right, one more thing I'm going to leave you with, uh, which we, big friend of the podcast, currently on the live stream, Zombie Teeth Podcast just dropped a new episode. Uh, I'm obviously biased because Paul is a good friend of mine, but also I'm going to be extra biased with this episode uh, because... Uh, Paul interviewed Josh Roush, who worked with Kevin Smith on the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And obviously, we are big Kevin Smith fans here at Go Tell It to the Wall. That's my little Jay. He sits here on my desk. Uh, I have a giant Jay over here signed by Jay Muse. That's uh, too big to pick up and put in front of the camera. So make sure you're subscribed to Zombie Teeth Podcast on Spotify. That's where I listen, but I, it should be on multiple other platforms. That's, that's how the podcast world is. Like I always joke, uh, you can get It to the wall anywhere. Pretty much, we're just, I'm not on SoundCloud, but it's pretty much everywhere else, and I can't even keep track of all of them because you hope, for, for those of you that don't know, you host a podcast, you run it through a podcast host, which we use Podomatic to do that, uh, and then Podomatic literally just parses it out, to all the other podcast platforms which is great uh because I'm able to just just maintain one thing and then it goes out to all the things. So so listen on whichever is your favorite podcast platform um both Zombie Teeth and uh Go Tell It to the Wall, obviously Common Sense Sundays uh and so make sure you're checking that out. Subscribe, leave feedback, give a uh you know what's what's the word I'm, rate? <laughs> I was like uh, you can tell I'm like done for the, the week because I'm like, ra- ratings? I don't know. Yes, leave good feedback on the podcast or bad feedback. I mean, try not to do that. But if you think it's terrible, I always say, if you think it's terrible. Uh... Oh, I did he work with the Osbournes? See, I'm not real familiar with Josh's work. Uh, I, I kind of learned about him through your stuff, Paul. Um, and I'd heard about the Kevin Smith stuff. But if he worked with the Osbournes, like on the show, I'm gonna go look now. Maybe I've met the guy. <laughs> if he worked on the Osborne show, was was in the Osborne's house around that time, then uh might have met him. For those of you that are familiar with uh, with with my history there. I'm not gonna get into it right now. Maybe we'll talk about it next time around. All right. That's gonna do it for episode fifteen of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall and me, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall. Also, YouTube, head over there, search go tell it to the wall, subscribe to our channel. Most importantly, Sean O'Rourke com, Bookmark that. Check back often. Go see all the blogs and photos and videos and buy some damn merch if you want to or don't. I don't know. Eh, I don't know. Oh, did the Otis podcast. Got it. I I got to catch up on, on zombie teeth. Um, I have not. Obviously, that one just dropped today. So, or. Maybe last night, Time Difference UK. Uh, but I'll be checking that out. Make sure you subscribe subscribed to uh, Go Tell It to the Wall on your favorite podcast, platform, whatever that might be. Leave us some ratings and reviews and all that good stuff if, uh, if you like it, even if you don't. <laughs> the subscribing helps our numbers, so please do that. All right, that's going to do it. I feel like I was all over the place today. We, we definitely didn't have any... We were off the rails from the very beginning, but that, that happens at times. Uh, <laughs> we will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time with episode 16 of Common Sense Sundays. And hopefully a webcam. We'll see. We'll see how the mail comes. I don't know. We might have a webcam by then. It might be pretty cool. And you might hear me a little better if you're someone that only watches the live feeds. You're not getting the full audio. You're not getting the richness of the one and only Sean work. Yeah, I know. Sometimes I have a bit of an ego. It's rare, but sometimes it pops up. That being said, we'll see you next week with episode 16 of Common Sense Sundays. And remember, wall fans... Common Sensors podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use Common Sense.